0: Hello and welcome to
1: The Middle. I'm Jordana Levine. And I'm Holly Azapati.
0: (laughs) How's your week been, Hol? What have you been up to?
1: It's been my first week actually back in action since getting back from the trip. So I've been working really hard if I do say so myself but it's been so good I think because the last two months I really haven't worked much which is definitely a luxury I've really wanted to get back into work I love working hard I really do and I feel very accomplished I mean I worked out that this week I have three placements in Virgo and three placements in Capricorn in my charts George.
0: (laughs) so what does that mean now what does that mean for you
1: Well, that means that I'm owning more of the hardworking elements of my
0: chart. Holly's got this thing where she sees a star sign in her chart and automatically thinks that that makes her that sign.
1: Yeah, I've been really Virgo Capricorn this week.
0: Yeah, so now now Holly is Leo, Gemini, Libra, Virgo and Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, no, it's been really good to work. I- I've loved it and good. I'm such a nerd, but no, it's been fun. How about you, my girl? How's your week been?
0: Yeah, my week's been great. I'm actually just packing this morning to go to Brizzy. I <laughs> was trying to get on. I still haven't packed, by the way, Holly. <laughs> Fuck. I was late to this call because I'm like, I got a pack, I got a bag, and I still haven't done it. I'm a terrible packer.
1: Yeah, fails.
0: Yeah? So I'm going for mm. two days, like two days. One of those days is an event I'm speaking at. And I have this thing cool. about getting dressed for an event, whether it's someone's wedding or a speaking event, when I'm not at home and I don't have the option yes. to want to change. Like you're very stuck with the outfit you have to wear, you know? And it sends me into a tailspin.
1: No, I get it too, John, especially with speaking events because – Everyone is looking at you, <laughs> so it actually yeah. it does matter what you're wearing and taking photos of you. Yes, yeah, it's so how do you fun. counteract that? Mm. Like, what do you do?
0: I take lots of options with me, and luckily, I'm going to my mum's, and she's got a very extensive wardrobe of wonderful clothes. But good. I, I don't know. Like sometimes, you know, like you'll you'll pack an outfit that you know looks good. It's like your go to outfit. Totes. And then you go to put it on the day of an event or whatever it is, and you're like,
1: what? <laughs> Why does that happen? Is what? it because we build up expectation?
0: No, I think it's just like, it's like when you look in the mirror some days and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? But you really look no different than the day before.
1: So true.
0: I think it's a female thing. And I think I it's like a hormonal lens. And like, I don't know about all of you, but. My weight can fluctuate in a couple of days, like if totally. I'm holding water weight or depending on how far away I am from my period. And I think that can make clothes look different.
1: Maybe we need to start categorizing our wardrobes based on where we're at in our cycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is my ovulation phase. This is my... <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm onto something here, George.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's bad. I just... It's very Virgo of you, Holly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. Do you know what I've started doing? And it's not the most financially intelligent move. Very Capricorn of me um, is every time I have like a speaking event, I buy a new outfit and I was doing it with weddings too. And I buy a new outfit and I wear it once. And then I get in this stupid headspace of don't repeat outfit offend. And it's like, okay, number one, it's not offensive if I really love the outfit. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like we put this pressure on ourselves to look different and wear something new at every event, every time. Do you do, you do the same?
0: To be honest with you, I don't anymore. I used to and I used mm. to buy a lot of fast fashion um, yes. that I'd wear for one event and then I probably wouldn't wear again and I'm being very, very conscious of it lately. Yeah. So, yeah, I will buy something new but I will wear it to – several events I will wear Good. it to weddings I will wear it to friends 30th birthday parties um, oh. and I try I try and get some use out of it and what that means yeah. is that I'll spend a little bit more money on it
1: totally I've been doing the same actually spending money on better quality pieces to wear for longer.
0: Yeah. I think you recycle clothes well. And I mean that in a non-offensive way, like you get wear out of the clothes you buy.
1: Oh, I do. To be honest, that was maybe a Holly three to four years ago move. I'm much better now. I've got like, for instance, the gray turtleneck sweater that I pull out every winter that always gets like my inbox blows up. Where did you get it from? Honestly, I've had that for 10 years not exaggerating and I feel like it's from forever new or something and I've just really got my wear out of it
0: is that the turtleneck you wore for the shoot with Gabby yes yeah that is a nice turtleneck
1: see do you get people in your inbox Jord asking about clothes that you're wearing no oh I'm so sorry because I
0: do <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever asked me about the clothes that I wear oh that's
1: Interesting. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I think you <yeah>, probably close. <laughs> so, why I brought that up is that I find it really interesting because I would never classify myself as a fashionable person at all. And it's so funny. My sister is in fashion. She's so cool, and she can go to a vintage store and like just come up with the craziest, coolest outfits. And she wears like. Harley Davidson motorcycle tees that if I wore I'd look like I I don't know and she just looks like this fashion queen anyway we've gone out a couple of times where we've taken photos and it's been in my stories and my inbox will get like flooded by people asking what I'm wearing not what she's wearing and she gets so offended George she's like what you're not fashionable
0: <laughs> I know but I guess they're your followers right so like they well, care about you they don't care about her
1: thanks
0: guys it's funny though I guess it comes down to I mean I think a big part of fashion is what you're comfortable in and Mm -hmm. if I think back through my history with fashion I actually like ever since I was a kid and it wasn't because mum was dressing me like that it was just what I felt comfortable in and what I used to want to wear it was Mm -hmm. still what I wear now like very kind of And and you know what, I've actually pulled away from it a lot because it's now on trend, but very bohemian kind of vibe. And I remember when I was 19, 18 or 19, I'd been wearing long, flowy – hippie skirts forever like forever totally and i remember they became really popular all of a sudden and um everyone was saying to me i I was working in this cafe in bondi at the time and everyone was saying to me everyone's dressing like geordie these days have you noticed that and i was like yeah i have noticed that but it still hasn't changed like i will wear the same outfits i wore when i was 18 i reckon i don't
1: think i've
0: changed much
1: No, I feel like I'm the same. When I have photos, I'll put them in the Facebook group because I know you guys will all want to see them, of my year six formal, right? So what was I, 12? And... Mum and I found this dress for $3 from the markets and it was like this total hippie boho. Like you could wear it today and be on trend and that's always been my thing as well, Jord. However, like the flower crown thing, before it was fancy fair, hens parties and music festivals, I was wearing flowers in my hair when I was like, 12 you know yeah um but why is it that when it becomes fashionable that we go oh we don't want to associate with it anymore because that's the nature of fashion right
0: yeah I guess so I don't know what it is I yeah I don't know if it's not associating with it but it's sort of like just being very conscious that your identity or how you identified yourself through fashion is now being identified by everybody so it doesn't make you special you know and not that it's about being special but it's just it's just interesting. It's like you know, I've said on this podcast before when we were talking about music that I feel really connected to the 70s and I mm. really like I really do like even mm. with the fashion, like mm. the yeah the band t-shirts, the high-waisted jeans, totally. all of it it just feels right. And when I put it on and look in the mirror, I feel like me. And I don't know how to describe it any other way. And that I think is the gift of fashion.
1: Yes. It's exploration of your, how you identify with yourself and also feeling good about your physical, I think is an important part of the clothes that we wear as well, because we have the opportunity every day when we wake up to have a look in our wardrobe and go, what's going to, what am I going to feel good in today? What's going to make me feel a certain way, like feel confident or feel sexy or feel beautiful, you know, and clothes play a really Big part of that, I think we forget that sometimes, George.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and I think that is a very important thing to note because I know that when I was growing up, and I developed hips and boobs from God, age of thirteen probably, mm-hmm. and so there was there was always a divide between what I could wear and what some of my straight up, straight down friends could wear. And yeah. I I kind of got my head around it pretty fast, you know, like I knew that there were things that just didn't suit my body type and that was okay and I'd wear different things. But I think yes. that's a big struggle, especially for teenage girls, to realise oh. that not everything is going to suit you and that's okay because there's plenty that will.
1: Joe, I had that experience in the shops last weekend, maybe you saw in my stories, where I actually have only just maybe in the last two to three years acknowledged that I have a very – specific body shape and not everything's going to look good on me and it's time to start dressing for that shape more because I used to dress to hide it and now I'm like fuck that I want to flaunt it so I went into cook eye probably my first mistake and really wanted a pair of white pants their biggest size it was a 40 I could not get up over my thighs like what is, let what alone is, it?
0: is that because a 30 is like a 12 I think. So what would a 40 be?
1: I have no idea. And do you know what? For for someone like me who's done a lot of work on, like, body image and those sorts of things, and this isn't a body image conversation, we'll park that component, but I felt a little rattled by it and I thought, fuck, there are so many women out there, let alone like young, impressionable women who are coming into stores like this and, you know, feeling like clothes don't fit them or don't look good on them. But that's, it's actually not the case. It's being aware of what brands you're supporting. I shouldn't have ever probably walked into a cook store, to be honest. But why, and why what are you suits your that? shape? Why? Well, yeah, good question. Because I always have that experience in cook and it's, Only like once a year I'll go in and try things on and then leave feeling like, oh, I don't feel good about myself today.
0: I haven't been into cool guys since I was in my early 20s. Are they notoriously small sizes?
1: Well, when I put the story up last weekend, my inbox was flooded by women saying I never shop there anymore. I've had nervous breakdowns in there. What I guess I'm trying to illustrate is it can be incredibly stressful Hmm. when you're determining clothes you want to feel good in and then the size situation comes up and <laughs> you can walk into the store next door and be a 30 and the store ne- like next to that you're a 40 plus, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean sizing such an interesting conversation, isn't it? Because I know, I mean, I buy a lot of clothes online. I very rarely walk into a store anymore and try stuff on and it's a big gamble buying clothes online because sizes differ so much. Like I can be anywhere from a size 6 to a size 12 in some brands and it's got nothing to do with anything. Like if you put a size 6 pants – oh, I'd never be a size 6 pants. Who am I kidding? Size 6 top with a size, you know, 12 top from a different store, they can actually be the same measurements.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: that's also really scary because as flattering as it is when you walk into a store and you're a size 6 – it's not flattering when you walk into a store and you can't fit in your regular size.
1: Yeah. And that's where I I mean I don't online shop at all. This is interesting. Hmm. I don't online shop for that for that reason because I don't know what I'm going to get like I have to try clothes on for my body shape. Yeah, I understand. And that. I also hate shopping for clothes. That, and it. that's also why. <laughs> it's so yeah. Much. I, my, pair, my jeans, I've had for like six years. I have like two pairs of jeans. Who even wears jeans? You wear jeans. I wear Do jeans you?
0: all the time. We need to go. I'm telling you, there are so many amazing jean brands out there now. And we're going to find you some incredible jeans. Because I think you're okay. wearing jeans that you've been wearing forever. And you're yes. not wearing jeans that, I mean, I don't even know what your jeans look like, but there's ones that we can get I never to wear them. suit your body type. I think <laughs> I think jeans are great and they're so comfy. I never used to wear them. I, it's so funny, actually. When I started wearing them, everyone was like, what the fuck? I've never seen you in jeans. And then a friend who I met up here who only knew me since I moved up here, he's like, you always wear jeans. Like you never wear anything but. I'm like, That's hilarious because I'm not the jeans gal, but I, but I do love them. I love them.
1: I love that you said jeans are comfy because I would never put those two words in a sentence unless yes, it was they are. Neither aren't.
0: would I. I mean, I'm sitting on the floor cross legged in my jeans.
1: Stop it.
0: No, I will not. Stop it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you also rock overalls and I wore my first pair they were actually Jords in our shoot that we had about a couple of months ago now and I loved them yeah. I just I always told myself that I wasn't an overall kind of gal you just got to
0: try stuff on when I say like when I shop online I usually only shop brands I know my sizing in and that yeah. can differ like Here's a really good example. So I wear A brand jeans, okay? I've got Mm -hmm. them in light denim. I've got them in like a mid-blue denim, and I've got them in black. Mm -hmm. Now, they're all the same size, but the black ones are just a little bit smaller, you know? And it's the same brand, same style, but the black ones don't fit me as well as the other ones do.
1: And I so guess it's got to do with
0: the denim and all of that. But that's that's how much you could send yourself into a tailspin when you try something on and you're like, oh, my God, it's not my size. It could be the colour that it is.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Did you ever work in retail?
0: Look, I did some brief stints. And to be <laughs> honest with you, I didn't like it because we were told that we have to, you know, tell everyone they look beautiful and encourage them to try on other stuff, and I just didn't ha- – like the inauthenticness of it. Not to say that retail staff are inauthentic because you get some beautiful ones, but I mm. can see straight through women that are telling me I look good in something when I know I don't. And I lose yeah. respect for them and the store immediately.
1: Yeah. How about you? I I was a very passionate retail assistant for about seven years and I, I loved it because... I was like, fuck this, I'm just going to be honest. And I loved making women feel beautiful and I would never lie. So, like, I would have regular customers come in and be like, Holly's going to tell me honestly if this looks good, good or not. That said, if the owner was in the store, it was very different because he'd be on our backs being like, follow them up, push sales, like – Make sure you're adding these Who things to their fucking car. Who does
0: I, that work I don't with?
1: know. And now, walking into stores, I'm the same, Jord. If someone's all up in my grill, I'm like, okay, you're just trying to make a sale. You're not actually, you know, like looking after me. But then the other on the reverse, if I walk in and I don't get like greeted, I, I'm like, I'm not buying from this store. Like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so okay, particular yeah, I'm about also- retail etiquette. <laughs> me too.
0: Okay, let's talk about it. I like to be I like to be greeted when I walked in. Asked if I need a hand. If I say no,
1: leave me the f alone. Totally, I'm the exact same. And if I say yeah, I'm looking for this. Help me out, yeah. and don't try and push anything else on me. That's my favorite retail assistant: the non-pushy, friendly yeah. person who actually you know enjoys what they're doing. You yeah. Know?
0: So, what would you do in the situation if someone was trying on a pair of pants, say? And they mm. just didn't suit their body shape. I try pants on all the time and I just look horrendous. What mm. would you as the retail assistant say?
1: I would say, do you want my honest opinion? And then they'd be like, oh, fuck, she's going to drop a bombshell. And they'd say, I, I feel like we can do something better, better that suits your shape more. And then I'd go and bring the option yeah. over. Yeah, you know? it's so
0: interesting, isn't it? And, you know, People like it's, it. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was in Lorna Jane trying on some new yoga leggings and um the Lorna Jane in Byron it's probably in every Lorna Jane store they're very slimming mirrors and I know they (laughs) are because whenever I'm in there I feel good about myself and I'm like this isn't right
1: (laughs) what what am I looking
0: at and it's great because I I think it's important that you do look good in mirrors because some change rooms I'm like why have they got this mirror and this lighting in here they're not going to sell anything (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. It's usually the big department stores that have the fucked up mirrors. Can oh, I just? Where well,
0: you in? can see everything from all. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't they want to sell stuff? It's so strange. But I was in Lorna Jane and I was trying on these. They were tie dye leggings. Mm. Now, they're the same size that I try on in all Lorna Jane leggings and mm. they're beautiful. But because they're tie dye, they've got these big circles that sit right on your thighs. And your butt, and if one of those circles is in the wrong place, they just like make everything look ten times bigger,
1: Mm. right? And
0: so I came out of the – actually, I didn't want to come out of the change room, but I came out (laughs) of the change room and the retail assistant, I know her quite well. She was really lovely. She was like, they look great. And I wasn't sure because I was like, I don't trust these mirrors and they only look just okay. So I'm like "Mm." (laughs) – but there was another – a Brazilian woman in the store and she had tried on the tie-dye print in a unitard, like a full one oh my piece. Oh, God. And she said, can I be honest with you? And I said, yeah. And she said, I'm not going to get the unitard because those tie-dye circles make your thighs look big. And I was like, thank you so much. And I took them off and I bought it in the crop top instead.
1: Because at the end of the day, you just want to feel confident and comfortable. And yeah. if you're convinced to buy something and then you go home and you don't feel either of those things, something's going to sit in your wardrobe, you're never going to wear it, and you're going to just feel like shit anytime you try to put it on, you know. Yeah. That, like we want to feel good in the clothes that we're wearing. And that's why I feel like it is good to invest a little bit more in something that you're going to wear regularly, like a good pair of jeans or, you know, good T-shirts or like the staples. How are you in terms of fast fashion, Jord? Because I know I can do better.
0: Oh, I can definitely do better. Mm. I, ha- I am doing better. I'm doing better. And I think I just want to say that to everybody. Like, just do better. Like, you don't have to do the best.
1: Yes. <laughs> you don't have to
0: be, like, the best in the world, but just try and do better. So, look, my <laughs> my biggest fashion hack, and it is so fast fashion that it's not even funny,
1: are the Mm. white
0: platform sneakers from Kmart. They're $8. They're amazing. I wear them until they get super grubby. I throw them out and I buy another pair.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not not the most ethical move. I understand that. I do. Totally. Totally. But I also have started when I'm buying key pieces or buying key clothes, I do buy more expensive, ethical fashion, and I keep it and I wear it every day. My jeans, I – have worn them every day for the last four months probably since I bought them. Yeah. And I feel like that's
1: commendable. That's, yeah, well, look, I just want (laughs) to, no, I want to say it's about this, it's such a blurry line, but, we can get into this shaming conversation around like you're shopping at Kmart, that's fast fashion, or you're doing this, that's fast fashion. I, I got it a couple of times because I've aligned with various fashion brands over the years, for instance, Cotton On and Bonds, and I love the ethos of both of those brands. And, yes, they can do better, but, yes, they are doing better and they are actively changing the way that they relate to fast fashion and, and their processes and these sorts of things. But I, I just I really want to emphasize what you said, Jord, is that do better, but you don't have to do the best. Just keep being conscious of the decisions that you're making when it comes to the clothes that you're wearing, yeah? And it's a constant evolution. I have a client of mine who has an amazing Instagram and blog. It's called Ethical Made Easy. If anyone is interested in learning more about really great ethical fashion brands and that's across everything from clothing to shoes to accessories to jeans you know all of the things so there are uh, there's always information out there but don't beat yourself up as well if you've got your Kmart sneakers sitting in the cupboard we're all doing the best we can with what we know right?
0: Yeah absolutely what kind of fashion Did you wear as a kid? Like, what were you doing with yourself?
1: I wanted to stand out. I know that that's really hard to believe. And the image that comes to mind specifically is this T-shirt that I used to wear. And I would have been in high school, like year eight. How did I even have friends? It was this bright blue just block T-shirt. And it had this print of a baby's, like a real live baby's face on it. (laughs) But they doctored the baby's face with piercings and dreadlocks what the <laughs> it was awful no it was real I don't know why I just thought it was like really like edgy. taboo and out there and yeah. so I would yeah I was trying to be like edgy I went through an Avril Lavigne punk phase where I would wear my tie from school on the weekends um with like a singlet. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> I've done everything, Jordan. I've really explored my fashion limits. <laughs> I
0: love that. That's that's so good. Yeah, like, like I said before, I was always kind of a little bit bohemian, but I definitely went through a stage where I like to hide my body, and so I'd wear these, like, oversized billabong jumpers. I don't even know if they make them anymore, but they were on trend at some point. And they were like so big and baggy that they'd like hang down to your knees and i just like hide myself under them. Um, I also was obsessed with hound dog. You might be a bit young for hound dog. Do you remember hound dog? Yeah, no, I know hound dog. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was fast fashion (laughs) at its best. And it was lots of lycra and tight things and like boob tubes. And like they had these leggings that had a skirt attached to them. So you'd be like wearing a mini skirt and pants at the same time. I remember.
1: Yes, like a skirt but with leggings. Yeah. And I was very, I
0: never, ever wore pants as a kid. I remember dad putting me in some shorts once and there's a whole photo shoot that went with it because everyone was like, oh my God, Johnson shorts. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Like I've always loved fashion, but I don't know if I've always been fashionable. Like I just don't know. Even mm. now I'm sort of like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. But I don't always feel comfortable rocking up to like really fashionable events, being
1: the oh god no
0: fashionable person, you know.
1: So I'm just gonna put it out there: I don't like fashion, and I'm also not fashionable. I just know what brands work for me. So my go tos are usually Tree of Life, Spell, Tiger Lily, you know the the standard boho kind of hippie vibes. That's kind of it. That's I Honestly, I avoid shopping because I don't really care enough about fashion.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm i kind of with you, but I do care a little bit, not so much with myself, but, like, I appreciate fashion. And I feel like right. I would love, like, if I was wel- really wealthy, let's just dream big for a minute. I'd really like okay. to have a stylist because I feel like, There's things that, and I know it's happened to me before, things that I'm like, oh, I don't want to try that on. That's not going to suit me. And the retail assistant will go, just try it. And I'll try it and Mm. I'll be like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. I'm never taking this off. So I think there's like certain little fashion tricks that I'd love to be privy to. And I'd also just... I think I think the other thing with fashion is and it's not always the case but the more money you spend the more quality the product is the better it's going to fit and the better it's going to last. So when we're
1: so true buying
0: fast fashion and aside from the ethical side of it it's like it's not going to have the the fit that something of quality is going to give you, you know?
1: so true I mean everyone should just get themselves a Trent because he acts as my stylist he has such a good eye jord and he he, anytime I need clothes he's like okay try this on you try this on like this suits your body shape this doesn't he's so good oh wow Um,
0: that's interesting (laughs) yeah I was just gonna say because men and like I've dated so many guys who have said to me I mean they're always very complimentary of what I wear but they'll say to me like oh I wish you'd just wear this is one thing that sticks out in my brain. So it was a long time ago because this isn't in fashion now. But why don't you ever wear knee high jeans tucked into knee-high boots? Uh, and I was like, what? And he's like, I love that look, like a big jumper and uh, jeans tucked into knee-high boots. And I'm like, because I've got chunky thighs and if you – tuck my jeans into knee-high boots, it accentuates my thighs. Like little things like that, you know, and they're like, totally. but it looks good. I'm like, no, but it doesn't look good on me. Like you haven't seen it on me <laughs> and you don't understand how fashion differs depending on your body shape, you know?
1: Totally, yeah. totally. I've so always funny. dated
0: guys that are a bit like Trent though that always have a better sense of fashion than I do and I find it quite mm-hmm. intimidating. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, Trent, like, knows how to throw an outfit together, like, down to the accessories, to his rings that he's wearing, his cuffs, his glasses, and yeah, I'm just that's like... very Torian. It's so Torian. I think yeah. Torians, my sister's Torian too, Torians mm-hmm. know how to put an outfit together because they love the finer things in life. They love luxury. They love, like brands, designer, they just, yeah, I've missed that gene. It's just not in me.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> We'd love to hear about your experience with fashion and yes. how you navigate the fashion scene now and also what you're doing about slow fashion and, like, ethical brands. Yeah, your favourite brands. If you have brand. any good ethical brands, definitely share them with us for sure.
1: I would, yeah, it's something that I really want to start being much, much more conscious of, so... Thank you in advance.
0: So Holly, what are your recos this week?
1: I'm really excited about these recos, Jord. And the first reco is actually a business that's founded by a really good friend of mine. But bias aside, I have purchased her product because I believe in the business so much. Now, the business is called My Moon Box, and it's founded by my beautiful friend, Nikki. So Moon Box is a three-month program to support your menstrual cycle, Jord. So every month, you get a box of goodies that are all natural, 100% organic, and all of the positives to support you in your monthly cycle. But alongside the boxes, you also get access to a 12-week program that covers lifestyle, nutrition, and sleep, everything to get your hormones humming. So I've seen, obviously, Nikki work behind the scenes. She's formulated every single product herself that goes into these boxes. And we're talking everything from tea to cacao blends to magnesium spray to chocolate. There's like everything is in there. She has natural clay face masks and oils to help when your skin becomes hormonal and even things like her own silk eye mask and an aromatherapy mist. There's a journal in there. So it's not only a monthly box of goodies for three months that you receive, but then you get access to the back end of the site, which is an ebook protocol with recipes and basically 12 weeks of how to get your period back on track. Now, the reason that I signed up is because I find And I think we know this and we can talk about it another time. We're not experts in this space, but periods aren't meant to feel heavy and, you know, PMS symptoms, it's best practice that we don't experience them at all. But my boobs have been getting super heavy every month. I've been breaking out hormonally, getting a little moody. So I thought, why the fuck not use this as a bit of a kickstart to get back on track with my periods, so it's called my Moonbox. they're on insti and the next intake kicks off i think in september she'll be opening the next intake so keep an eye out for that her instagram page is also full of wisdom around your cycles and hormones so she's always a big recommendation of mine to friends and family and now i've shared her with all of you
0: so sorry hang on People can't sign up now.
1: No, her intake, her first intake sold out 225 members of initial intake, so there's high demand for her work, but you can follow her online and get ready cuz she's opening next month for the next intake and there's so much wisdom on her Instagram page as well.
0: Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. Cool. Next Reco is, I was looking at my bathroom cabinet this morning, like what am I going to recommend? Now, this one is specifically for curly-haired girls. Sorry, everyone else, but it's important (laughs) that we find products that actually support our hair. And I have found natural product that is specifically formulated for curly hair. Now, I was gifted this product from a PR agency last year and I had my doubts because anytime I get gifted hair product especially, it doesn't perform. But this, there's no going back. They're called Shea Moisture and they're available all around the world. And what I'm specifically referring to is their curl and shine shampoo and conditioner with coconut oil and hibiscus but even more so their Curl Enhancing Smoothie. Now, this comes in a tub kind of like body butter, but its texture is more like a thick conditioner. And you put the smoothie in your hair after you've washed it with the shampoo and conditioner. My hair has never been so defined, like no frizz and just really beautiful, easy curls. I've not needed to brush it. It's just, and it smells to die for. I'm going to read what you doesn't include. So there are no sulfates, parabens, phthalates, propylene glycol. I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly. <laughs> mineral oil, <laughs> animal testing or petroleum. So I highly recommend it's for specifically thick curly hair, Shea moisture, their coconut and hibiscus curl enhancing smoothie and their shampoo and conditioner. It's the only thing I use on my hair now.
0: So good. Yeah, my records is Yay. Yeah. They were good. I don't have <laughs> Tell me curly more. hair, but I would use it if I did. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. My records this week. My first record isn't going to appeal to everybody, and I know this because I know not all of you like musicals. So this one is for you, Holly.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: I know, but it's a podcast, so you just need to get on board. All mm. right. So I've spoken about this particular podcast show before, but it's this episode that I just found really interesting this week. So it's um Dak Shepherd's armchair expert. And this week's episode was with Ben Platt. Now if you don't know who Ben Platt is, that there's nothing wrong with you. I didn't know who he was either. He is an actor. He won a Tony Award last year as the lead role in the Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen. Have you heard of that?
1: Oh, no, ever? I haven't. No,
0: I hadn't either, but it's huge in the States. Everyone's obsessed with it. He was also in Book of Mormon and he was ah. part of the Pitch Perfect movie series as well. He played oh. um, he played like the dorky friend, the kind of geeky
1: yes. friend. yes. Yeah. Anyway, I love Pitch Perfect.
0: Yeah, he was interviewed and I just found it fascinating. Just like it spoke about a lot of the behind the scenes of musical theatre and what they have to put themselves through. Wow. And just his experience. Yeah. he He's gay and he came out I think when he was 12 or like really young and just talking about that experience. And his father is a big-time producer in the States. I'm just trying to think what he produced, like, Oh, oh it's so bad I wish I knew this really big movies that you've all heard of and so he kind of grew up in Hollywood but it was just it was a really fascinating interview and I think you'd really like it Holly so okay Ben Platt armchair expert done done okay um and if people are turned off I just reckon go and have a listen anyway because I wouldn't have listened to it except that it just started playing in the car and um I really loved it my second reco is a herbal tea And it's one that Holly and I both love so much. And we talk about it with each other, but we never talk about it publicly. So let us do that. It's from the higher living range and you can buy higher living teas from Woolworths, like maybe Coles, I don't know, but definitely from Woolworths. And they're beautiful. They're organic herbal teas. And this particular flavor is cocoa and chili, which sounds a bit strange for a tea. It's a tea bag, so it's not a powder. And it's got cocoa, so it's not cacao. It's cocoa chips in there, I think, and like dried chili. And it is yeah. so delicious. It's kind of sweet, and yeah. it's really yummy. Holly's having it now, actually, for breakfast. But it's really—I nice literally after am having dinner. it now. It's really nice. Like instead of reaching for chocolate,
1: yeah. And don't let the chili turn you off. It's not spicy. It's not, it's kind of like that licorice tea flavour, yeah? Yeah,
0: and it's kind of, it's just a bit of heat. I love chilli though, like the chai blend I drink has chilli in it. I just love it. But it's not really? like, oh my God, this is so chilli, I can't handle this. It's really warming. It's beautiful no. in winter. I highly recommend it. And it's really cheap. I think a pack like $5 or something.
1: Yeah, I always have them in my cupboard. And this was like one of the first things we bonded over, Jordan. I've been drinking this tea for like six years. I am It's, it's my favorite tea other than chai. I'm interjecting your reco, but no, definitely get amongst it, friends.
0: Yeah, it's really good. If you're not sure about it, just try. <laughs> this is the theme of my recos this week. If you're not sure about it, just try it anyway.
1: <laughs> now, before we go into try something new, teach me something new, something premiered this week <gasps> on the screens. Oh, my
0: God. Batchy,
1: so Batchy, George.
0: Yeah, so let's just start off by saying that I'm in love with Matt. He's so oh my god, cute and sweet and handsome,
1: and Leo, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> and he's Leo. <laughs> but I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. I haven't quite worked it out yet.
1: No, he's great. He, I love that he's an unknown. I mean, we've had a few unknown bachis, but he feels really unknown, you know?
0: Yeah. He's unknown and he's, well, he's an astrophysicist, but he's he seems emotionally smart to me as well. Like he seems quite clued in. So we'll see how that plays out. And mm. in terms of the women, I don't want to pick them apart and judge them, but it's just standard no. bachie practice, right? They throw in the people who are going to make good television and then there's like three four maybe gems in there who all seem to be blonde mind you but
1: Trudette always you could you could give it a crack on the batch short
0: I could give it a crack on the batch for sure but you know what I actually don't think I know I talk about this all the time I don't think my anxiety levels could handle it I don't know how those girls yeah, do it it's
1: a lot oh those poor women I don't know I don't understand it either who who's your favorite who do you think's a front runner
0: Oh, I'm going to have to give them nicknames because I don't know any of their names. I think yes. Frenchie, the chick from Mauritius, I think she is yes. a front runner. I really like the girl he gave the golden ticket to. There's something about her. I just find wow. her energy so amazing. Like, she's not someone mm-hmm. I would have picked for him, but I just really love her energy. And then to be honest with you, I don't actually know from there. I mean, the chemical engineer seems like a good match, but something her ego is a bit something but I don't know her see I feel really mean like I don't know these women to judge them.
1: Well this is part of yeah this is this is the part where you want to we want to talk about Batch because we love watching it but we don't want to tear the women apart at all so and I guess it's fair to say we don't know them enough yet we need to wait for the story to unfold and also acknowledge that yes it's heavily produced and they likely are majority stories Um, but I'm just so excited to have some weeknight TV that we can you know just drink our tea too at the end of a big day. It's so exciting that it's back on. I wanted to ask you what your trick would be coming out of the limousine in front of Vachi.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. I have to say that I think I wouldn't have a trick and I think that would be my trick. I think I'd just come up and just be me and super genuine and charming. <laughs> but I don't think I'd pull a trick out because sometimes I feel like pulling the tricks out is to their detriment.
1: Yeah, that's really cool of you to say that. Because oh. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> what would you do? You're hi? so cool. No, I'm just. Oh a look, geni- I have <laughs> so many ideas. I'd be like, okay, let's figure out your moon and rising, or I'd be oh, like. <laughs> The producers uh, or would I'd love him or something. I know. I would be I would be the creepy um psychic girl. Let's be real. Let's just put it out there. No, I mean I say that. I take the piss, but I could also be the cool girl.
0: I think he'd be right? the, I think he'd be the funny girl. Like I think that and there's been plenty yes. of funny girls, you know?
1: Yeah, this is true. So, Jordan and I were playing this really fun game and we encourage you all to play it at home if you're watching Batchy and it's guess their star sign. Now, we can't really qualify whether, quantify fucking, we can't determine whether we're right (laughs) or not. Basically, it's just guessing the star sign of the contestants. It's so much fun. We're like, oh, that's definitely Aquarius. Oh, she's definitely a Capricorn. It's so fun, guys. You've got to get amongst it.
0: It is. It is so fun, isn't it? But it's so interesting, you know, like the more that we dive into rising and moon signs, the more I realise that you really just can't guess someone's sign. Last night at Lunar Nights, I had a girl there who was a Leo and she's like, I just don't identify as Leo at all. She's like, I'm a really big introvert. And she's like, you know, I guess I'm kind of playful, but not really. <laughs> like, she was very sweet and nice, but oh I could even tell from her energy she's come to a few Yin classes before. Like, she's so sweet and gentle. Not to say Leos aren't sweet and gentle, yeah. but I could tell her vibe was. Oh no, I Leo. get it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, wow. Leos are very kind of like what they're extroverted, and I was just like, I just really wonder what her Rising and Moon is because it's very much dominant over her son
1: yeah totally that's yeah. it's so true so you can also play guess their rising and guess their moon when you're playing <laughs> guess their star sign because on would you
0: would you have guessed that matt was a leo i don't think i would have
1: no no i would have guessed he's an earth sign i would have guessed yeah. he's a taurus or something
0: but then it's like yeah you know like if you're on camera with a script are you going to like is someone going to be able to guess your star sign no
1: no no actually that's a really good point fuck I find this stuff so interesting yeah I do too it, like, I hope you guys do
0: too because we've been talking
1: about it a <laughs> about it should we should we transition now into teach me something new
0: no before we do though I just want you to pick the winner who do you think the winner is gonna be I know it's hard to tell but oh for fuck's sake I don't know guess.
1: people enough yet okay can I intuit it <laughs> Yeah, you can. Okay, the winner is going to be the girl who got the golden ticket. I don't know her name. She's going to win.
0: Wow. Country girl. I would love. Yeah. If she what do you won. think? She's the nurse. Well, I have to say, as a seasoned watcher of the Batchy, I mm. do know the producers try and trip you up as much as they can. The only one where they didn't do that was Maddie Jane Laura. Like it was. Obviously, Laura, right from the middle. Blatantly obvious. Yeah. yeah. But everyone else, they try and trip you up a little bit. And I was listening to an interview with Georgia Love yesterday, actually, and she was saying that because she was watching it as it was airing, but she'd obviously already picked Lee. And she's like, it was very obvious it was Lee. And then he just got cut out of, like, all the episodes in the middle. Like, he just didn't appear at all. So people forgot about him. So she's like, they wow. they do a lot of that. So I've noticed before that sometimes the people that end up in the top three don't feature heavily at the beginning so I don't I actually don't know I don't think it's going to be the chick from Mauritius I think that's too obvious and yes I would love it to be the nurse but it might just be someone we don't really know well enough yet
1: yeah we haven't met the characters enough yet look let's check in in a couple of weeks and see how we're panning
0: yeah okay it will be a
1: nice girl no less
0: yeah of course so Holly what are you teaching us is it alcohol again
1: It's definitely not, although i got to say the whiskey cheersing in the Facebook group gave me fucking life. Girls represent. That made me so happy. I went to a whiskey tasting last night, but that's beside the point. Today (laughs) I am teaching you all. Do you want to do a
0: quick shout-out to the people you met last night, the whiskey tasting?
1: Can I? Yeah. Okay, guys, so th- here's what happened. <laughs> Trent and I went to the <laughs> to a tasting at Archie Rose, uh, which is an Australian distiller. They're great. If you're looking for a good whiskey, Soz, they released yesterday. They sold out in 29 minutes. We have two bottles, but they do great gin. Anyway, after the tasting, we went to this Italian place next door. And it was like 10 minutes before close. And we're like, please, can we like, we'll order really quick. We love Italian food. And there was this table of people next to us having a great time. And this woman leant across and grabbed my arm and she was like, let them order. She was clearly had one too many Reds. It was brilliant. Anyway, we sit down and some other table started singing happy birthday. And this woman who just we're actually Insti friends now. Shout out to, no, I'm not going to say her name. She doesn't even know I host a podcast. (laughs) Shout out to Jessie. Um, She, she leant across and she's like, it's my husband's birthday. And she pointed across to him and I went, oh, Leo. And she's like, yes. And rolled her eyes. And I'm like, it's all about the attention, isn't it? And he laughed and said, yes. And I said, I know because I'm a Leo too. And then we bonded over being Leo and she goes, oh, these stupid Leos. Like, it's all about being a Taurus. And I was like, oh my God, my husband, Trent's a Taurus. And so they were like shaking hands, neck minute, (laughs) the night escalated so quickly. She ended up grabbing one of the waiters and was like dancing with him around this nearly closed restaurant and pulled up a chair and sat with me and Trent as all of her friends and her husband left, and we're like, Come on, we're leaving now. And she's like, I want to hang with these guys. And she proceeded to tell me how Leos and Taurus are a wonderful match. She's been with her husband for 12 years. They have two kids. And she said, Yes, your dogs do count as your children. And then we added each other on Instagram in and flooded ways.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: Star sign convos keep bringing people together.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're life, right? That's why I don't date Pisceans. No, I'm joking, Pisceans. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you know what I worked out the other day? The co-star, the whoever does what? co-star is a Piscean. That's why they feel That's free why the take to go. Years. Yes, because they can, because they are one.
1: Oh my gosh. Do you know what I just realized as well? I'm sorry guys, we, I promise we'll get to teach me something new. Benny Drama releases his dating a Leo video today. Today.
0: Oh my God. I'm gonna check yes. if it's up. It might
1: even be up. And do you know the character he plays? He plays Kylie Jenner in it. Oh, does She's- he i'm so excited about this is it up yet guys this is a bonus reco for you benny dramas on instagram every month Seven, it's not up yet okay benny drama seven follow him he does monthly videos according to the star sign what it's like to date them go back into his instagram tv watch every single one he fucking nails them you cannot watch them if you have a very sensitive ego because he rips them to shreds and I've been dying for the Leo one.
0: But he rips all of them to shreds. So you can't take it personally. Like it's just his um it's his totally. MO. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna teach you all about angel numbers today. And I know this is something that so many of you have been waiting for because George <laughs> and I both get our impulses blown up anytime we mention angel numbers. So when I say angel numbers, I mean those repeated number patterns that you keep seeing
0: i have a question sorry i know it's too early for questions but why are they called angel numbers
1: i feel mostly because and this is just me guessing people feel like it's a guardian angel type message that's being delivered to you Mm. i've just always called them angel numbers but they're rooted in numerology
0: yeah so it's just repeated numbers right
1: it's number patterns. It's why do I keep seeing 1111 11 or 911 or triple two or, you know, so you can catch yourself seeing these repeated patterns. The most common one is through time, but license plates are a big one. And that's where I get a lot of my messages or you could see them in like yesterday at the number 22. I cannot tell you guys, it has been following me this week every time I'm like, "Jord," like my table number at a cafe. Yesterday in the Uber on the way to the event, it was 22 degrees in the Uber. So you actually can notice number patterns in whatever fucking all areas of your life. Now, scientifically, this is your reticular activator system. And this is housed in your brain. So basically, when I say don't think of a red car, you think of a red car and then you start noticing more red cars around. This is how it works at a scientific level. So I just want to get that out of the way because people will be like, oh yeah, it's purely coincidence that you're seeing because you're looking for the signs, right? And that's something I also want to say is they don't count if you're searching for them. (laughs) So if you're constantly checking the time for the number or if (laughs) you're constantly looking at Plate. So, you know, doesn't count. What you want to feel when something is classified as a sign numerologically is there's no coincidence to it. It's like, oh my gosh, these numbers just keep getting in my face. And I know you guys listening know what I mean because it's just that you can feel it. You're like, there's something more to this.
0: Sorry, can I give you a really good example? Oh, please. Whenever I do long distance car trips, which I do all the time, whenever I look down at my GPS, which is on a big screen in my car, angel numbers will come up the whole trip and it's never because I'm searching for them it's just if I happen to glance down it'll say like 22 minutes to destination or you know i you arrive at 222 or whatever it is. And it's yes. it's something that constantly changes, but whenever you happen to look down, there's always a repetition yes. of numbers or whatever it is. And it's just a little reminder for you.
1: That's the thing. And that's what I think is important, Jord, because a lot of the questions that we'll get asked is like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I often come back and say, what do you think it means? And this is like anything when it comes to your intuition and working with numbers and number patterns is a really good intro to trusting your guidance and your inner knowing. So you can develop, this sounds a little out there, but develop your own relationship with what these numbers mean to you. So when you see 1111, for instance, how does that feel for you? Do you feel supported? Do you feel guided? What were you thinking in that moment you saw that number? If you're constantly seeing triple eight, how does that make you feel? Sometimes all it is is a nod from the universe or source or whatever it is that you believe in, that you are on the right path. That said, numbers, like anything, have their own energetic vibration. So if you do catch yourself seeing something like 22 constantly and that has been the case for me this week sometimes you do want to lean into it a little more because it's very specific and that's when we can start looking up the meanings now there's one resource that I use online and always I just say guys google it because that's what I do it's like go online and google it but the resource that I trust and that I've been using ever since I first experienced my angel numbers back in corporate land like all these years ago, the website and I'll pop it in the Facebook group. It's called Sacred Scribes Angel Numbers dot blogspot dot com and the woman's name is Joanne Walmsley and she goes through every single number single digits double digits triple digits variations like eight six seven what does that mean and she's always been really on point so she is who I go to when I have one of those moments that I want to read more of the meaning so we'll pop her in the Facebook group
0: she needs to update her website so it's not a blogspot.com anymore
1: (laughs) I love it though because she's clearly just like (laughs) wants to get this information out there for everyone and just be like, yeah, whatever, I'm just putting it on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: (laughs) so funny. I love it.
1: So my first experience of angel numbers was when I was at a crossroads in my life and I was working my corporate job and I didn't know what to do and I kept seeing 555. Like the time would be 555, I'd see it on license plates and that was the first time I found Joanne's website and was like, okay, so five energetically means change, big change. And I started to annoy my colleagues because I'd be looking at the time, be like two, 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 one on one. And I still do it to this day. And I'm like, you get it from me all the time. I'm like, triple eight, like four nines. Um, And I remember one of my colleagues was like, you're just seeing that because you keep looking for it. I'm like, no, actually I don't. But on that, you don't need to share it with everyone because not everyone's going to get it. And no. that's okay. Just keep it as something for yourself. Right. That said, Each number, neurologically speaking, holds a different energetic vibration. Mm. And that's how you can start to become really familiar with what they mean. And this, for me, has taken five years to know that eight is about abundance or one is about really being guided by your guides (laughs) or three is about the Trinity, you know? Mm
0: also and tell me what you think about this whole with angel numbers and like you said unless it's the same numbers that keep coming up and up and up and up and up and up again sometimes i just take it as a nod from the universe that you're on path you're okay it's all good and i'm very conscious now and i did it the whole drive back up to byron from sydney when i kept seeing it on the gps saying thank you i hear you you know so it's like recognizing that you've received the message. And that you'll take that message on board. And I think that's really important when we start communicating with, and yes, we're getting quite esoteric now, but when we start communicating with something greater than us, whether it's our guides or our angels or just the universe in general is really acknowledging it and going, yeah, thank you. Message received.
1: Always. I do the exact same job. It's a really good point. And like you, if it's just a random you know, repeated number, a couple of times, I will look up literally and go, thank you, yes, and smile, you know, and it's bringing that energy of just gratitude to the space. And it's when the number is like, I have some clients that have had numbers follow them for years and years and years and years. And they've got their own experience with that number, like it could be a nod from a loved one who's passed away. Or it could just be anytime they feel like they're not on path, and they see their number, oh, it brings them back into alignment. So I guess I want to end this segment saying, It's your personal experience of those numbers and rather than looking outside of yourself, what does it mean and needing to interpret everything all the time, what does it mean to you? Sit with you, go within and really let that land. That could be a journaling prompt or it could be how you're feeling when you see that number and then you will know when the time is to have a look more into those meanings.
0: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I'm so glad we had this conversation because I feel like it's such a comforting thing for me when I see the numbers, whether or not, whether or not it's a thing, like, let's just say it's not a thing. Let's just say it's our brain noticing numbers. It makes you feel comfort in the moment. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day, right? Whether the meaning of the numbers is significant to you or not, it's that you feel different. It changes your vibration and that's enough to change the course of what happens next.
1: I love this conversation so much, Jordan. I almost feel like next teach me something new maybe in a couple of episodes we'll talk about all the other signs you can get because obviously angel numbers are just one but you can get so many other different signs that are nods from the universe in the right direction
0: yeah and on that note guys if there are and I've asked this in in the Instagram (laughs) it's like my mum calls Facebook the Facebook (laughs) I've asked in Instagram before, but definitely tell us in the Facebook if there is something you want us to do for teach me something new let us know because you know we are running out of ideas so It would be really helpful if we were giving you the information that you wanted.
1: Yeah. And also, just a precursor before we get all the Yoni requests that, yes, that one is coming. Because I know. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. No,
0: Holly. Sorry, that was crass. That (laughs) That was so crass. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. You know what? Wait, wait. Just before you say, you know what the difference is between you and me? The similarity, yeah, the similarity is we have the same (laughs) joke and I think it, but you say it.
1: (laughs) I don't know whether to apologise or accept that as praise.
0: (laughs) I just think it's our differences. But now I just want to get serious for a minute. I just want to address something that came up on my socials this week, but it's come up on Holly's socials before as well, about copying other people's work, On social media and it came about because this week and it happens every month but this week several people had taken um, my moon synopsis that I put up for Leo New Moon and copy and pasted it into their accounts and not credited me or they would credit me but in a way that meant the majority of people didn't know that it was my work and so by that I mean either tagging me In the photo even though the photo is not mine so no one would see it or putting me in the comments which let's be honest most of us don't look at the comments for a credit for words and it's just a little bit it's a little bit sneaky and it was posed to me on social that do I really need to be credited isn't it like shouldn't it be enough that my message is being spread so I just wanted to come on here and say a few things about it, just on behalf of all creatives. And and I also want to be really, really conscious, and I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, that Holly and I are not perfect in this area and we are trying to be no. more conscious about it too and we want to do better. So this is a conversation. This isn't either of us saying we do it well and you don't do it right I'm not attacking anybody personally because no, the other thing at that all. Holly and I realized this week is we we both have backgrounds as journalists, so we were put through the ringer at university on how to credit and yes. not plagiarize work, and I think we kind of take for granted that it's not known by everybody.
1: So it's not common knowledge. It's it not, isn't.
0: No. Yeah. So I just want to say that it's not an ego thing for me. I I, I don't. <laughs> It's not about me needing to be validated for the words that I write, but it's an integrity thing because I put a lot of work, and I know Holly does too, into those captions. Sometimes it takes me a whole day to perfect a mood Mm. synopsis caption. I don't just write it 10 minutes before I post it. I put a lot of work into it. Mm. I channel the message. I make sure it fits, and this sounds silly to people, but I make sure it fits in the word count of the caption, which can take a lot of work to make sure the message is getting through and that people can relate to it. I make sure I inject wit into it so people can go away with practical things that they can embody. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And, yeah, we mm. offer it for free on social. It's part of the platform. That's something that we can't yeah. control. There are no laws against plagiarism on social media. No, But it doesn't mean no. that it's okay. So all I want to do is I just want to give you guys some pointers for the best way to credit people if you want to use their writing or their artwork or whatever it is.
1: I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I want to interject here, Jordan, yeah, so that I, it. like, I'm stuck with this as well because I feel for, and I know like creatives across all industries get it, whether they be a photographer or a tattoo artist Mm. or an illustrator and, you know, the list goes on and on. And I feel when it's a caption and it's the words in the caption, the lines are even more blurry because it's not, it's not the image that's obviously someone else's work. It's like the words underneath are uh, so much harder to credit. It's so much harder. And like you, I, I mean, I'm the first to admit when it's like, I just want to be praised and have recognition. But this is just about acknowledging the work that someone has put in. And I know I said the word acknowledgement, but it's I don't know. It's just so much deeper than that. I, I do think it's a really important conversation we're having. And a lot of other people, including my main woman, Peter Kelly, have had similar experiences. And it's just about, you know, having these open conversations. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and that's a really good point. Peter Kelly has said a lot of this and she says it so eloquently. So definitely go mm. and read her Instagram. She mentions it quite a bit and Yeah, this isn't something we're not pointing fingers at anybody, we're not getting upset about it, but we do have a platform and we have the privilege of this platform, so I thought it would be a really good opportunity to explain some ways in which you can respectfully credit someone whose work you share. And it was brought to my attention this week by our producer Mon, she's so wonderful. There's this amazing artist on Instagram called The Real Wow. And I go and check out his art because he's very, very talented. But he actually put together a highlights reel explaining the best way to repost. And it's brilliant. So I'm just going to take you through some of his comments on it because I think they're great. I love it. So he says, tag the person first in the post. And the reason that you do this, whether it's their artwork or whether it's their written word, is because we all know that our habits on Instagram are to scroll. Most people yes. don't read an entire comment. So if you're putting their name right at the end, they're not going to see it. They're going to assume those words are yours. As for the artwork, same thing. Tag the artist at the beginning, not at the end. Now, I this is new information for me because if I tag an and artist, I put it at the end and I'm going to stop doing that. And on yes. that note, I want to say Holly and I both are aware that we haven't been doing the right thing when it comes to posting Photos on Instagram. Photos Absolutely. come off Pinterest. A lot of the time, the like the Pinterest post won't tell you who the artist is. And to be honest with you, if they don't tell me who the artist is, I will just post it. Now that's not okay. I'm going to stop doing that. I realise that. I know it's wrong. So what we're going to do now is only take photos from Pinterest that have an artist credit and we'll tag the artist. Yes. If they yes. don't, we won't use the photo. So I don't want you guys to go back through our Instagram And go, you haven't done this here. We are aware of that. And going forward, we're going to do better.
1: And I think that this is about owning where we can step up, but as listeners as well, owning that too, going, yeah, fuck, okay, this is where I can improve. Yeah.
0: So we're going to start doing that as well. Oh, He says, if it's their artwork, make sure you tag the image too. So what the reason that you do that is when people see an image and they go to reshare it, if they see that the image is tagged, then they'll take the artist with them. That's the hope. Totally. Now, yeah. I said before that I get tagged in images all the time. The images aren't mine. The words are mine. So tagging yeah. me in the image doesn't make sense to anybody.
1: No, right? no. And you've also had an image of yours go viral that wasn't <laughs> credited to you.
0: I know, it was so funny. I was a little bit flattered. It was a it was a rainbow. <laughs> photo I'd taken in Byron and all these Byron accounts had it and they were crediting some other woman who had reposted it and not attributed it to me now it was just a photo that I took down at the beach so it's not a big deal I wasn't making money off it but um I was like wow you know like it can go viral so fast you know yeah
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the same thing happened with Peter Kelly, which is why she started speaking out. It was a concept of hers that was tweaked slightly but not attributed as inspiration to her. And that's another point of the topic, but we'll go back to these tips and then finish off yeah, with that. Yeah, sorry.
0: Um, then he says, never bury an artist's name in a sea of hashtags, and that's true. So that happened to me this week where I was mentioned, but it was right down in the hashtags and nobody yeah. would have seen it. No. Um And this one is specifically for images. Never, and this is really interesting, never alter someone's artwork. So post it as it is or not at all.
1: And by
0: that he means don't put a pink filter on top of it. Don't put an Instagram filter on top of someone else's artwork. I've definitely done that before. Me too. Put a filter on it. So, and I think that's, I think that's a really good one. I think it's great. And here's here's his last one. This is his golden rule. Mm. And I'm so down with it. If you're not sure ask the artist, Yeah. can I repost yeah. this caption? How would you like me to repost it? Yeah. It's the reason the repost, this is for words, not art, but it's the reason the repost app exists. I had exists. so many beautiful people when I put that Leo New Moon post out on Wednesday night, repost it with the repost app in a really beautiful way, yeah? Yeah. And it wasn't about validating me. It wasn't about my ego. It was about the integrity of that person knowing that they were my words and if they were going to share them, then people should know where they came from.
1: Well, I think it's important to note that people do use Instagram Jord, as a marketing platform for businesses as well. And so if they're using your words for that, it is actually like you are a copywriter and you get paid to write marketing for people. So in that regard, it actually is stealing. It is stealing your, your work that is often paid for kind of the least you can do is is credit properly yeah Yeah? and acknowledge that yeah
0: yeah I think so so I think guys I think we can all just do a little bit better and Holly and I are going to start doing better going forward on both of our own accounts but also on the middle account but like I said please don't go back through old posts and you know pull us up on it we get it we're aware of it We're doing what we can going forward.
1: Yeah, of what we know. It's a good conversation to have. And I also want to, like, say thank you to the listeners who are often sharing our concepts that we talk about in the middle and attributing us to being the inspo behind those. So every week, obviously, we're bringing different topics to your ear holes and it's so nice and refreshing to see when we are being reposted or shared, not just in stories but in captions as well, and we're being credited for starting that conversation because that's another blurry line where it's like if we're bringing a topic to the table like we, we want to see how it's like filtering into the things that you're sharing and the way that you're showing up so I just want to like also commend those of you who are yeah really making an attempt to give credit where it's due I guess
0: yeah
1: beautiful yeah fantastic
0: conversation Okay, so we have some exciting news. Holly and I have been working on this for a little while and we've had to get some helping hands on board so that it actually happens. But we're actually going to start sending out the links to all of our recos in a newsletter that will go out each week. So if you want to have the recos recorded, they're not going to be in the Facebook group. They're going to be in a newsletter that goes out. There'll be some fun little funny musings in there as well. So to sign up for the newsletter, you will just have to head to the Facebook group. We'll put the link to sign up. In the Facebook group and we'll also put the link to sign up on our Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, we'll do a link tree so that people can jump on in. So yeah,
0: jump on there, stay up to date and that email will go out every week so you don't have to chase the recos anymore and um, you'll be able to link straight through to the product pages.
1: Love it. And also remember to subscribe because especially with our monthly readings, they are quite sporadic. They're not weekly anymore. You could miss out on them, our monthly energy read for August went out last week. So while you might listen every week, that subscribe button means so much to us, to Jordan's and I, in terms of how many more people can see the potty, but also so you guys don't miss out on the extra bonus apps that we'll be throwing in every now and then.
0: Yeah, just on that note, I mean, Holly just said it, but I just want to make it clear. When you subscribe, it makes such a big difference to how this podcast performs. So yeah, it keeps you in the loop, which is definitely important. But it also really helps build the success of this platform, which is so yeah. important to us so that we can keep bringing it to you. So we would really love your support with that. So if you're not subscribed on your favourite podcast app, please do that. And while you're there, please leave a rating or a review.
1: Yay! Well, I'm going to go. It's Monday by the time this is in your ear holes. So I'm just going to go and enjoy my birthday week. Had to throw it in there at the end.
0: <laughs>
1: so we'll see you guys next week.